uh, maxed out. So one of the interesting innovations of our generation has been the Visa card. And uh, the Visa has allowed for um, the creation of a new form of money. I think they call it uh, M2. And uh, it's basically an increased amount of debt. And um, Visa, what it was created, became like a marketing pro- proposition by the banks. And the reason why it was uh, utilized is because it could create more debt and it would be called unsecured debt. So it allowed for an increased number of transactions in the form of uh, e-commerce, but at the same time, um, it uh, increased the amount of debt. So there was a lot of financing that was occurred on the debt. So D. Hancock believed that the organization he created, the Visa International, would save the world by allowing spontaneous interconnection into an equitable, enduring 21st century society in harmony with the human spirit and biosphere. The credit card had shackled individuals, imposed uniformity, destroyed value at an unprecedented rate, and so far at least has replaced neither the pound, the yen, nor the dollar. Hancock's company has arguably been the most powerful force behind a massive redistribution of wealth that has left this country less equal than any time since the Great Depression. Hancock sought to save the planet from a rigid, hierarchical, oppressive, and bureaucratic organization. And what he's saying is, is that that organization was the banks. So, you know, if you were going to borrow money, you would have to go through a banker, and then you would have to be, look at your uh, debt to equity, your income, uh, and there would be some haggling that would occur. And so it was difficult to get money. Then come along the Visa card with the interest rate, unsecured debt, and you could immediately have access to um, funds. And this became a marketing campaign to give everyone in the world a Visa. But at the same point, it redistributed wealth faster from uh, the poor and probably the unqualified in many ways financially uh, to distribute wealth to the rich. And so if you look at someone who had like $70,000 of credit card debt, um, they were making, uh, they could not own homes, they could not own cars and uh, physical assets. And so all their money was going to pay for their debt repayment. Hawk, uh, Hawk worked his way into a job. This is his start at uh, C-First Bank in Seattle, Washington. C-First became a licensee of the Bank of America. The first bank issued card. A job no one wanted. Consumer credit was left to the loan shark and pawnbrokers. In Hawk's eyes, the Bank of America was not just biggest, but a management chart uniform standard, titles, and stupidity. The Bank of American licenses were losing vast amounts, sums of money to credit card fraud and primary uh, primitive technology and manual accounting practices. Shareholders wanted problems fixed. 
in response to pressure Hawk created an advisory committee of bank members called the Visa International, which became the most ubiquitous organization in the history of capitalism. The idea was to issue credit cards quickly. Visa would uh, exist not for profit and exist to create a world of tangible uh, currency replacing paper money with trillions of electronic transactions moving through the mainframe. Visa would become the ultimate store of value in practice. It would become nothing more than a massive marketing campaign, an electronic switch that routed money from the bank of a, the payer to the bank of the payee. Hancock remained dedicated to the technology that would allow small transactions on a grand scale, hoping someday that the technology would empower the masses and give them freedom. Freedom to no longer be forced to interact with the noisy, judgmental bankers. Credit cards had created the new currency and new supply money. The bankers' new credit cards were about selling a single product, debt. So that's uh, make no uh, guesses about what Visa is about, but it's about debt accumulation, debt financing fees, penalties. Banks were in the practice of borrowing money from individuals and lending that money to corporations. Consumer lending uh, was not considered profitable because small loans were time-consuming and the applicant's financial situations poor and profitable that they would be unable to repay the loans. Consumer card credit speculation and poor banking practices in the 1920s and 30s, extending credit to credit poor borrowers was a noose with which to hang himself financially and generally considered to be an immoral practice. Bankers knew that if they were given a, a consumer credit, they would probably use it. Banks learned the lesson in the 1920s when Americans had overextended themselves buying products of the Industrial Revolution on credit. And so we see the repeat. Maxed Out basically is a book about the repeat of the Industrial Revolution. And now we're into the Automation Revolution and everything is moving digital, digital signatures and more of the... Um, Online transactions as a due to COVID, uh, there's been an increase amount. So we'll see the emergence of CyberBrain, which will uh, monitor cybersecurity because we have uh, not enough people trained in cybersecurity. So because there's a shortage of cybersecurity experts, the automation will have to fill that uh, location. Is my prediction. Credit card demand is a function of the supply of available credit. The more credit the bank supplies, the more demand is created. The more people begin to depend on credit, the more they need to keep accumulating credit, higher and higher credit limits, new credit to pay off old credit, mountains of, of uh, credit. No other product creates this type of cycle. Credit card is the only product that is price changes, the charges, Penalty fees, interest rates combine to create a new price for the product or service. 
terms and conditions change, visas become a natural monopoly. And uh, so if we you look at the mark of the beast being uh, the internet, then you look at trans transactions on the internet being required to be e-commerce, and then the penalties and the fees and interest rates associated with this debt uh, management, it is will become a monopoly and they can banks and uh, financial institutions can change those terms of that product and service uh, so you could be at one time you could have a specific interest rate and and then uh, due to policy changes or uh, maybe you miss a payment or something those terms can be changed and uh, they warn you up front that they can change for any reason you could be in a highest premium status category and then when they change uh, subject to the new interest rates Walter Winston Church uh, City Group uh, Ryston City Group Center Guru was the first modern banker to realize that his job was not to teach the consumer how to save but to spend as much as they possibly could in 1970s, Riston was promised shareholders 15% annual increase in profits just before a perfect economy story of inflation, war, and technology bust ravaged the economy. Riston believed that countries can't go broke. Riston was a financially financing less developed countries' old debt, replacing it with new debt. So you see that the this this. Uh, this uh, monopoly is spreading over the whole world. And, you know, if you look at the formation of the Great and Abominable Church, I would say it would be a bank. And uh, the bank would be uh, financed by e-commerce transactions, a new form of debt, policies, uh, determining who could be on the network, who can't be on the network, and what the fees, charges, and penalties are, and the terms. And these products and services will change uh, whenever uh, they desire and under whatever conditions they determine. The only exception is where the player prints the currency where which the, current, the game is played, and that makes the United States government unique among debtors. Yeah, because the Treasury can back any debt that it has, and uh, that's called inflation. So diluting the currency um, is, is uh, authorized by Congress and executed by the Treasury through the Federal Department, Federal Reserve. Rinston, meanwhile, laid out his own vision of a promised land in which millions of consumers charged all of their purchases to Citibank credit card and paid high unregulated interest and fees for the privilege. Millions of Bank of American uh, consumers were sent letters explaining that their new Visa card would soon be arriving. Visa logo, name of the bank on the front of the card, Rinston sent opportunity, signed up to, for, to be a Visa bank, and sent out millions of Visa, Citibank Visa cards in, to his competitors, customers before the replacement cards from their own banks arrived. Rinston preempted his competitors by a couple of weeks and they never recovered. When it came to easy credit, the average customer was lazy and love struck. In 1996, Americans charged a record of $1 trillion on Visa cards, Visa cards 
in 2004 with foreclosures, bankruptcies, and defaults at an all-time higher rates than during the Great Depression. President Bush awarded Winston the Presidential Medal of Freedom. If you're not amazed, then you're probably profiting from the, these, this type of uh, monopoly, but I'm amazed. And uh, again, I will point out that this type of behavior is immoral. So my anticipation is when Zion forms that uh, it will not be based on interest because interest is immoral. An inanimate object replicating or reproducing is immoral. Interest rates are immoral. And uh, therefore, uh, to profit off another person's misfortune would be considered immoral. So I would think that banks would become, during the millennium, would become, if they do exist, but I'm sure they will, the transactions will need to occur, but it will be one-to-one and fair.